Welcome back to Bread and Butter, everybody. We are the Hearthstone Podcast, where we serve up the basics for you to improve your Hearthstone game. This week, we have the most famous, infamous guest uh, we've had so far. That Daniel can't Stormer be true. Children. Daniel, how are you doing? I, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I don't think I am either famous nor infamous, other than my love of the movie Cats, at which point... Maybe a little bit, but apart from that, I think I'm just a pretty average little boy. I think that notorious <laughs> would be the right word there, not necessarily infamous, but I digress. Doc, how are you this week? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, I've been... I'm back to work in a full work week. Uh, last work week, um, I only worked part, part of it because I was coming back from a trip where I went up and saw Daniel and uh, some of my girlfriend's family. Um, played a little bit of Hearthstone, mostly BGs. I am almost 5,400 in BGs right now. Um, Daniel, how about yourself? I have been playing very, very little standard Hearthstone, which is typically a little odd for me, but this last month I just wasn't super engaged in the meta and the decks. I was just a little burned out, and so I played a lot of Battlegrounds. I took a. I was also just very busy, didn't have a lot of time to play Hearthstone throughout the month, but this last week I have been getting very much back into Battlegrounds because I want to beat my co-host on Blizzlet's uh, Send Me Your Arms, and I have been climbing up the BG charts, and I am now at 5,800, so climbing up smoothly on that one. That's been blessed. I was so very close to getting spicy pretzel mustard today. I was inches away. I could feel it. I could taste it, and I lost like 30 points in the last round, and I died. So I was Ooh. so very close, but alas, eh, that achievement still eludes me. I, it also eludes me, although I did finally get pretzel mustard about a week that ago. That seems cool. That seems like a cool thing to get. <laughs> but I didn't get the spicy. <laughs> I got the, just the regular pretzel mustard. Not, mm-hmm, nothing mm-hmm, crip would mm-hmm. sell. That's true. Uh, Tito, what have you been doing inside Hearthstone? I, I had an amazing, amazing month. I, I hit Legend early last month, as we talked about, and I, I, I set myself, myself a goal to try to finish above 5,000, which seemed reasonable to me, because normally I'd be around 8,000, and I figured that might be a good improvement. Maybe I won't get there, but at least it was something to push for. I had one day where I had such a nice run, I was playing the, the Shagro Priest, and I ended up getting all the way to top 3,000, and then 2,000, and then 1,000. And I, I actually peaked at 857-ish, I think somewhere around there. And I finished at 1257. I actually did the camping thing for the last night or two because I was that close. And I got my first 11 stars. And then this month, I have already hit Legend. And I came in at like 157. And I'm currently around 320 or so right now. So it's been a hell of a lot of fun. That's awesome, dude. Congrats. Thanks, thanks. So, Doc, what about, um, you mentioned a little bit, but what about outside of Hearthstone? You you actually went on a trip, was that before or after our last call? Uh, that was after, or that was before. That was okay. before. fair enough, fair enough. But you got a little bit of time at work, and, and you were sick for a little bit, too, weren't you? Uh, yeah, not feeling super great. Um, but, like, all's better now. Uh, so, outside of Hearthstone, uh, boring. <laughs> um, absolutely boring. Uh, have done nothing cool since, uh, last week, but it is, it is kind of hard to do something cooler than, uh, seeing family compete at nationals and then, uh, hanging out with some of your best buds. So, and checking out the museum of clean, oh, the greatest oh museum in these continental United States. And it may sound like a fever dream. It is absolutely not. And it's one of the best places uh, so if, for whatever reason, if you find yourself in Pocatello, Idaho, which may or may not be fictitious, uh, <laughs> Museum of Clean is definitely is definitely a place you want to stop at. Uh, Tito, what have you been doing? Uh, or Daniel, sorry. What have you been doing outside of Hearthstone? Oh, I've been playing a lot of role-playing games. I have a number of campaigns that are kind of wrapping up, and so finishing those, and I had a bunch of one-shots and all sorts of other jazz, and so that's been a blast. I am... I, I'm tentative to say this, because I'm 
only 5% sure that this might ever happen at any point, but I am <laughs> dipping my toe into seeing how much extra work doing an actual play podcast would be of a couple of friends of mine playing various role-playing games. And so we're doing a test session in two weeks and I'll be editing that and putting that out for, for my patrons over at Blizzlet and seeing seeing how it goes, seeing if I like doing an actual play because I don't have enough podcasts. And I would like, apparently, I'm a madman who wants a third flipping podcast. But other than that, has been good. So, so you're going after Hat's crown. I no no sane person ever should. Hat does too much work for any singular human being, and yet, and yet he keeps on doing more, and it's uh, amazing. So I'm not going after his crown because I'm not doing another Hearthstone podcast. But I I'll dip my toe in may, maybe 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 a small other project. Um, any um, details? I I know it's not you're coming. Is there any kind of world building you can give our audience um to wet their whistle or is i can give you the one shot so i have no idea what the what the long-term campaign would be but the one shot is based around a cyberpunk setting using a system called blades in the dark and so they're all kind of assassins or thieves or criminals in one way shape or form and to give you the tone, the tone of the, the game is typically pretty serious, but that's not the kind of games that I like to play. So we're not doing a gritty serious game. They, in their first mission, had to steal a, a briefcase in the net during essentially a wrestling competition as one of them nice. attempted to compete in what was the their version of the Royal Rumble while the others tried to get underneath the stage itself to try and steal this box. And, and there ended up being a wedding proposal in the middle of the Royal Rumble to distract everybody, and it was a delightful, silly time. Did they find the kendo sticks under the, the mat? You know, they didn't, but they did find a series of mousetraps underneath the ring, and they had to climb through those in order to get to the, the mysterious box underneath. One final question. Since this is yeah. going to be a Blizzlet patron exclusive to begin, mm -hmm. can I assume that it is not for the young? Uh, oh, almost always. Almost always that is the case. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Tito, what have you been doing outside of Hearthstone? Well, I'm glad you asked. Last couple of days have been a little harrowing. My wife's been sick. And actually, as we record this right now, she is currently in the emergency room. So I figured, what better way to pass the time than to talk to some friends about Hearthstone? But um, we're hoping that things are going to be fine. Um, I just got a message from her a little while ago. And, and they're, they're running some tests now. But um, we'll, we'll see how it, how it goes. Outside of that, I'm starting to get my editing on. The last episode of... Bread and butter, I actually did the editing. Doc normally does the editing. Um, I might do this one too. We'll see. I'm, I'm planning on it anyway. So that's been a lot of fun. I got my. I used my coaching session from Coin Conceit. And if you are not a patron of Coin Conceit at the $10 level and getting a free coaching, you're doing yourself a disservice. Because I know I just said $10 and free, but you are getting insane value from that. I actually just had ha help me to learn how to edit podcasts, and it was fantastic. And then I, since I started doing that, what I usually do is I step it up to the next level. And so now I am starting to work on my video editing skills. And I took the um, gaffe that we had a couple weeks ago with Dragon Rider when I accidentally called one podcaster by the wrong name. And I um, took that clip and I made a little video out of it. And that was a lot of fun. And I have a lot more projects coming up and things to do. So that's been pretty exciting. But um, we'll see how it goes. Uh Doc, I think though, if no one, if someone's listening to Bread and Butter and you don't know Daniel Stormridge Sheldon, I don't know. Well, first of all, you've probably not understood several jokes that have been made over the course of the last eighteen episodes or so. But I don't know how you found us. But it's normally we find people from like Coin Conceit, and we work over to Squelch and Blizzlet, and it kind of goes that way. It usually, I think, we trickle down from places like. Blizzlet. So, Daniel, um, I think Doc's going to give you a little interview if you're okay with that. All right. Yeah. So, Daniel. Yes. How'd you get started in gaming? 
I got started in gaming from a very young age. I was kind of drawn to games pretty naturally. I remember playing specifically Crash Bandicoot on the PlayStation 1 was a game that I was like, oh, this is amazing. And I played a lot of educational games very early on. I played a game called Spy Fox, which was a delight and a half back on the PC many, many moons ago. Uh, but what really solidified it was I had a cousin who babysat me during the summer. And the way that he would babysit me is he would play StarCraft and I would just watch him. I would just watch him play StarCraft for hours on, on end. And I was seven or eight maybe at the time. And I enjoyed it so much that I was just like, this is the best thing ever. I just, this is amazing. This is just the coolest thing ever. And ever since then, I just was drawn into all sorts of different games and i think video games as a medium are just absolutely phenomenal and the way that they're able to tell stories and interact with you as a player is it's it's difficult to describe how it impacts you but it's phenomenal and as a result i've i've been very drawn to games ever since wonderful uh sounds like a fantastic cousin um, so yeah, this one's kind of going to be a twofer. Yeah. Uh, so how'd you find your way into Hearthstone? And then what led you to getting onto two Hearthstone podcasts? So I was originally a, a big World of Warcraft player. And when I say big, I don't mean good. I've literally never, ever once in my life done endgame content for a while. I just level alts, but I love it so much. And so I'll just keep leveling and doing quests, and then I'll restart and level and do quests. But I love the world of Worldcraft so much that it, when they came out with Hearthstone, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And I played it for a little bit, but I bounced off of it. And then I, my, like, in, my, in grad school, I got really into Magic the Gathering for a brief while playing Draft. And I was like, you know, I really like this, but I don't like the fact that I have to pay so much money for it all the time. And I don't like the fact that I have to basically wait like once a month when we can get enough people together to do it. And I remembered, oh, yeah, Hearthstone. And so I started playing Hearthstone, and I was really, really bad at it when I first started. And I just kept playing again and again and again. And then eventually I took a class where you had to create a podcast in it. And fun fact, I now teach that class. And I was like, well, I kind of know Hearthstone a little bit. I'll do that. And so ever since then, I've been playing Hearthstone nonstop, which led to the creation of Blizzlet originally, which back in the day had a very different tagline, which is supposed to be very focused on esports. The original tagline was the hottest and freshest takes in Blizzard esports. Now we haven't touched esports in, I think, seven years. So it's changed a bit. And I I love both the podcasts that I'm on. Blizzlet uh, holds a special place in my heart because I, I started it and it's very adult humor focused and I like that. I like the way that it flows. But I uh, was a guest on Squelch a number of years ago or a couple years ago at this point. And I a afterwards I was like, oh man, I feel like I really meshed with these guys really well. I really enjoyed hanging out with them. It was an absolute blast. So I messaged them later and... I was like, hey, if you guys are ever down a host, let me know. I'd be happy to fill in literally any time. And I didn't hear back for a couple days. And then after uh, probably about four or five days, uh, Dano texted me and they were like, all right, so you're on as a new host. And I was like, wait, what? Uh, that's what? Huh? <laughs> oh, okay. And ever since then, I've been a host on Squelch and it's been amazing. I love Squelch. It's a very different vibe than Blizzlet, even though both are kind of Hearthstone adjacent podcasts. But I, I think that they're both very fun in in their own unique ways. And I think we learned something in that um, description. There is that you really stopped covering esports about seven years ago, and now esports is in Hearthstone is mostly dead. So we can blame Daniel Stormy Sheldon for the death of Hearthstone esports. Yeah, that that sounds about right. All right. Yeah, yeah. The correlation correlation tracks. Yep. Uh, so Daniel, you're a bit of a rapper now. Do you uh, do you want to get into that? Uh, I I don't rap. I, let me be very clear. I wrote a rap because I made a mistake, and that's about it. It's it's currently on on the Blizzlet YouTube page, and I tweeted it out, and it's a little rap that I made celebrating the Festival of Legends. And it was fun. It was exhausting. I have very little plans to ever do it ever again. But it was it was an enjoyable little time. Wonderful. I enjoyed it a lot, and I listened to it normal speed, one and a half times speed, and two times speed. 
I imagine that it's a lot more impressive if you listen to it at two times speed. <laughs> it's very good. And I think you're very clever with uh, with how you wrote it. So good job. Oh, guy. thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, yeah, I will welcome. say that I also enjoyed it quite a bit. And I, I, I was very impressed. I thought you were kind of going to go the, the basic kind of Fresh Prince style of, now this is a story all about. But you, you really um, took it a few different places. And I, I, I was very impressed. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. I, I had a lot of fun with it. And it took... I, I, I wrote the lyrics pretty quickly, and I was like, oh, sweet, this is this is easy, this is easy. And then I added a beat, and I was like, oh, this is easy. And then I had to sing the words to the beat, and I went, oh, this is a nightmare. And I <laughs> spent, no joke, just six hours just going over the stupid rap to that beat in various ways, cutting, adjusting, and I was like, this sucks. This sucks. It shouldn't be this hard. And, uh, and it was, and it was. And it took me three more days before I eventually settled on one that I was – Oh, I, that I found acceptable. Not good. There's still clear moments where I'm off the beat, but acceptable. Yeah, it was great, dude. Like, I'm sorry it was so much extra work, but I think uh, the community is, at large is better uh, that that piece of content exists. Um, so. Oh, well, thank you. Congratulations. Blizzlet made it onto the creator program. Um, how is your mm-hmm. experience since then? with having access to that stuff. I mean, don't te- don't say anything that you can't say, but yeah, uh I <laughs> I'd let you know if I had anything yet. We've uh as of right now, we've been accepted. We've set off our information okay. and we're waiting so we could sign an NDA and then I imagine once once we sign that, then we'll get all the information, but it's I I'm very excited at it, but also I'm very nervous because Blizzlet is like I feel like the uh the unwanted friend at a party of just like oh no there's like so many cool popular kids here I don't belong and so it's it's very weird to kind of be in the same breath as like Ridiculous Hat and uh Blister Guy and Wicked good and people of that caliber to be in the same program is wild and uh, uh, unhinged at times. And I think you do yourself a disservice, though, Daniel, because like for people like me and Doc, like you are, I mean, you're not ridiculous hat, but you're adjacent. You are an yep. essential part of the content that we consume, and and you are ever present in a lot of things that I'm involved in. So to hear you say, well, I don't belong here. That's bullshit. You very much belong here. So stop being self-deprecating. Accept the fact that you are actually a content creator. You deserve to be where you're at, not because it was given to you, but because you took it and you earned it. Well, thank you very much. I won't stop being self-deprecating. That's the one thing that I know that I will continue to do. But I will I will accept the compliment, and I will, I will at least pause for this moment yeah, and just, you're welcome, my guy. Thank you very much. Now, are you possibly sorry? Uh, are you possibly doing um, the theory crafting this week? Uh, it's a great question. I don't think so. I th- there was there was a hint that maybe possibly that I would get access, but I don't think it's going to get through their legal department in time. So, fingers crossed on on a future one. And again, I don't think that I'll get the same access that streamers do or anything along those lines. But uh, we'll. Fingers crossed that in in future times I might get a little bit more access because I love theory crafting stuff. And what I understand is there's two different levels there. You can either be the streamer or you can be the press. And the press, they're not streaming, but they, they can play and, and they can theory craft decks and they use it to write their articles and blah, blah, blah. And, and you can yep. do both. So. Yeah, I would I would definitely fit under the press category rather than a streamer category based on based on my um, followers, right? So I think that that would be that would be the route I would go, and I'd love to be able to write, talk about it, write about it for BlizzPro, and give some some examples of like day one decks, and I'll probably do that anyway, just because I like that concept and I like building those kind of decks and writing that style of article. But we'll see if I end up getting any sort of access or anything along those lines. Fingers crossed. Now, are you going to write an article about just generally good decks? Or are you going to tell us how the totem shaman will be the meta breaker? Oh, totem shaman is the meta breaker. I'm glad you brought it up because I, I'm actually just going to write three different articles that are just various versions of totem shaman and how it's the best deck in the meta. 
that might be an eyesore, <laughs> but um, we'll enjoy it anyway. Uh, so, Great. Daniel, you, you are a teacher and you are an actor. Which one mm-hmm. do you enjoy more? Oh boy, uh, that's a great question. I actor is is tough because I I rarely get paid for any of the work that I do. Most of the work that I do is just community theater stuff, which is just volunteer, and I love it a lot. Same with the improv comedy that I do around town. So, I I would say that most of the time I really enjoy I really enjoy acting, and that's probably my my main passion. But it's also not something that I have to do for ten hours a day, five days a week, so and so. And I really like teaching, and I think the opportunities that I get with regards to teaching have been really, really fun, and being able to interact with students and find those moments where something clicks and they go, oh, oh, I get it. Like, those are so very fun, and I remember last semester or semester and a half ago, I had a student who left a pretty glowing review that talked about how I had changed her uh, direction, what she wanted to do with her career. And I was like, that's fantastic. I'm very excited about that. So any time that I can kind of help guide younger students or students at all, I am very, very grateful. And so I think that while I love acting, I'm glad that it is not my job. I tried to have it be my job when I lived in LA and it was miserable. So I think that as a job, I prefer teaching. Have you thought about combining the two? And I know right now you're teaching podcasting and and that sort of thing, but why not teach acting? I actually am teaching next semester an improv class, but this is uh, nobody cares about the academic side of it. But I don't have my doctorate, so I can't teach. I don't have a terminal degree in theater, so I can't teach most theater classes for our department. And so instead, I'm, I have a comm degree, and it's not a terminal degree, but I can be hired on as a lecturer, and that's what my current position is. So I can't teach full-time for the theater department because of my degree, essentially. So the burning question that literally anyone who knows you asks, what's up with cats? This is the greatest movie of all time, and I I don't think that there's really any other explanation that is necessary to it. I think that the art, the vision, the animation are all things that will leave you speechless, and there's there's so much to think about when it comes to cats. Like, why? <laughs> why? And how? And who? And these are all important questions that I have pondered over, over my... I would say 20 viewings of cats at this point. And I I don't have any answers. And I think any sort of film that leaves you with questions so that way you can't continue to, to you just don't know things, right? You're still wondering, what is the meaning behind this? I think those are really okay. classic That's, films. That is fair. And I know personally, I have watched Cats with you one and one eighth times. Yeah, you did fall asleep during our most recent one, which I tried to not take personally. And if you had, if that was your first time watching Cats, I would have, I would have just kept poking you, waking you up. But on the second watch, I get it. I get it. Sometimes, sometimes it's late, and those those cats are just they lull you into you a do. sense of security. You feel safe with those cats, and as yeah, a result, you just, you just just like a hits you bit, right in the it. chest, you know, and it just puts you right under. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is a jellical cat if not a sleepy cat? And that's that fair. Uh, that's something uh, to keep in mind. I believe uh, Tito has uh, some stuff for us all to go over. Yes, yeah, so it is time for the new expansion. And I think that we have all listened to many podcasts that have talked about the new expansion. And they're telling you about the cards and... And, and the, the core set and what's leaving, what's coming, what's not a good card, what's a good card. But I think it's time, especially given the fact that it's March Madness season. I know it's April, but they still, they're still they playing the uh, championship game tonight, I believe. Is that mm-hmm. why don't we do a little March Madness style about find out which the best class is in Hearthstone for the festival. So I, I, I we seeded the brackets based on some information, um, what people thought were the best classes and the worst classes. Um, now, doing an 11, there are 11 classes, so doing an 11, um, 11 team bracket is a little difficult, so there are some buys here. So I'll give you the brief rundown of the ranking of the classes, and so 
this is all just kind of community thoughts on where these classes will end up. So Death Knight is leading us off in the in the number one seed. We get Rogue in the number two seed. We get Paladin dancing in the disco third seed. We got Warlock in four, Priest in five, Demon Hunter in six, Druid in seven, Hunter in eight, Mage in nine, Shaman in ten, and of course bringing up the rear Warrior in eleven. So um, the rules here are pretty simple. Uh, we're going to evaluate the matchups. They've all been matched up. And winner moves on to the next round, and this is how we're going to crown the champion. Now you might say, how are we going to, um, how are we going to classify these? How are we going to decide what our criteria is for picking the, the winner of each bracket? The rule uh -huh, is uh -huh. there are no rules. So if you feel that it's got a very strong core set, you can base it on that. If you think that the art is very impressive, you can base it on that. If if you think that you just hate a class and they're not going to win regardless. You can do it on that. It doesn't matter. Uh, it's all just in some fun. And um, there's three of us, so uh, it's someone's going to win and we're going to move on and go on to the next round. So um, anybody have no. any questions before we begin? No, nah, I am so ready. Okay. Let's start off with the 9-8 uh, seed. Um, that is Mage versus Hunter. Storm Mage, why don't you lead us off? Who's going to win this matchup? I My gut instinct here is Mage because Hunter... Now, you've got the wild cards. Hunter has Banjo-Saur, yep. and Banjo-Saur is tempting to take above any other class, and I get that. That is indeed very exciting. Mage, on the other hand, has Light Show, and Light Show might be my favorite card in the entire expansion, as a brief reminder, that is three mana, shoot two beams at enemies that deal two damage, shoot one more for each light show you've cast this game. It is the exact kind of card that I will play far after it is no longer meta. So you've got light show, you've also got rewind, and I like that combination. You've got infinitize the maxitude, which is just an obscene amount of value. And keyboard soloist, I think, is a genuinely strong card of adding that plus two spell damage on turn four. So... I my thoughts here are mage. Um, so I just got a, a text from my wife that yeah. she needs to be picked up. So here's what we're going to do. I am going to fin let you guys finish the podcast. I am going to give my um, seedings, my, my my victories to every seeding. So then you guys just have to look at chat and you will be able to find out what my pick is. So you guys continue on with this. Um, I'm okay. sorry I have to get going. Um, have a great rest of your po the show. Yeah, you're and, good, my um, guy. We'll talk to you after. Okay. Yeah, so, so my so Doc, heart. Where are you at? My heart tells me Hunter, because I love dinosaurs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, you're a Stranglethorn heart. Um, because I love dinosaurs, and I think New Mukla is gonna be fun, and the signature art for the New Mukla is absolutely amazing. I think all the new signature art that got uh revealed today has looked very good. Um, but on a like a competitive and like more viable level um my brain tells me that mage is the easiest answer to say yes it's, this is going to have the better deck uh when the expansion comes out so so it feels like feels like mage is the winner that is here. correct is that, is that where we're what we've decided I mean, we have to wait for, at the very least, it's two to, so, uh, it doesn't matter what Tito's vote is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's two, two to one at the very least. Okay, um. fantastic. Do we, uh, so, Mage, Mage wins round one! <laughs> <laughs> Where's the, the, exactly. the bumper of the, hooray! Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Pat pending uh, right. Dano. Um, or, yeah, uh. I think that no. Hearthstone on that one, no. friend. That was definitely Dano's idea, hundred percent. Okay, because they know how much Dano would have would have liked oh, that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. They asked I Dano if they could do it, and he said yes. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I believe it. All right, uh, Doc. Do you want to lead the next? Do you want to lead through this discussion? My uh, my, I instinctually want to go. It's uh, it's hosting time, yeah, no, but it's not good, my podcast. Uh, yeah. So the uh, next match that we have up is the eleven and six seed between Warrior and Demon Hunter. Uh, 
they're pushing they're pushing Rush Demon Hunter right now, right? With the new core set and everything and all the uh new cards we've seen. But for yeah. for the meme, my heart is telling me Taunt Warrior. Here's here's the thing. <laughs> You're wrong. But uh, that's that's not the important thing. That's not the important thing. I, I love that your heart's going there. I trust your heart. Your heart will go on. Your heart will live on. It's beautiful and wonderful, and I love it. If Warrior were up against literally any other class, I'd be so down for the memes. I'd be down to take Warrior all the way to the one seed. But it's against Demon Hunter. And Demon Hunter holds such a very special place in my heart because it's emo sad boy time and you're gonna i don't it doesn't matter a single card that demon hunter has it's emo sad boy time yeah i'm gonna vote for emo sad boy time that and it has a very fun mechanic i really like rush i think that as a mechanic as a, a swarming tool i think is really really fun i like that they're leaning into that as demon hunter's identity so big fan of all the cards that it gets and I I have come around on Warrior. I will say this. I don't think that Warrior is as bad as everybody says it is. Because, not because of Warrior cards. Warrior cards are admittedly pretty bad by and large. But there are a lot of neutral cards that have a lot of different tribal types that are really, really strong. So while I think the Warrior package is not great, the neutrals are good enough that you might be able to get by with it. With things like Roaring Applause, with things like Power Slider... And so I think that Warrior can ha- can live with just a couple of Warrior cards in their deck playing a Menagerie build. And I think that that'll be, that'll be at least fine. Okay, so Warrior has a decent package, but not a great package like Demon Hunter. That is correct. That is, that is my hypothesis here. So it looks like I'm outvoted two to one. Because Tito did, did in fact vote for Demon Hunter before he had to leave. Oh, fantastic. Where did he leave that? Um, so if you might see a chapable like next to our faces with the number seven next to it up in the right hand corner. Oh. Oh, interesting. OK, OK. Uh, great. So we have Demon Hunter moving on. Fantastic. Good work, Demon Hunter Warrior. I'm so sorry if it were anybody else. <laughs> I would have gone for the memes. That's that's just unlucky seeding. Uh, so seven and ten seed. Uh, so Druid and Shaman. Um, yeah. Okay. So recently I've been a Druid guy and like I tried, I tried Shaman this last meta when it was broken and I couldn't get it to do the broken thing for me. Um, but with what's coming out, I just think Druids, like it might not be great, but I think the new kind of Druid that they're going for will be a lot of fun. So I'm going to go for a Druid here. I I want to give Shaman its its praise, which is it did get the worst music and still manages to not be horrible. So that, I think, is important. It's still alive, despite the fact that it had to deal with jazz. And nobody wants to deal with jazz, and that's just that's just a fact of life. But... It's still bad. It's still not great. And while Drive Insect, I think, is very fun, most of the Shaman cards, I don't think, are great. And Druid has Dro- has Groovy Cat. Groovy Cat is amazing. Yes. That card on its own would lift it. Not because of its ability, which is, I think, pretty good. I mean, it turns your hero power into a two-mana deal three damage, which is all right. But just the art of Groovy Cat. It's the grooviest cat you ever did see. It sure is. Now... Compared to Mr. Mistopheles. Nobody... Okay, now, we, now we're now we getting into dangerous territory because nobody's as groovy as Mr. Mistopheles. He's magical. That, that's a fair point, Daniel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so I believe, regardless of Tito's vote, which was Shaman, uh, that, that uh, Druid moves along. Let's go, Druid. So then that brings us to Death Knight's first actual match after uh, it's by uh, versus mm-hmm. uh, Mage. Yes, uh, I'm just pure power level. I'm going to have to go with Death Knight. It's 
going to be really rough for anything to kind of compete with the consistency that Death Knight's going to be able to pull with uh, them not losing anything with rotation. Yeah. Yeah, I always think, because, like, their Festival of Legends cards, I think, are average in power level. Like, I think that there are a couple standouts. I think Cagehead is phenomenal. I love that card, and I will find decks that play that card no matter what it takes. But I think the fact that they don't lose anything is really hard to ignore. Like, every other class is half of their cards, mm-hmm. and Death Knight goes, nah! You know how I was still meta before you left? Guess what? Still meta! <laughs> yeah. So, I I am down with some Climatic Necrotic Explosion and, and Cagehead myself. Wonderful. And it looks like Tito is too. Uh... That is the first sweep, I it believe. Is. It's the first unanimous 3 0. Uh, so, our next match is five and four seed Priest and Warlock. Uh, yep, yep. I'm just based off of flavor alone, I'm going to have to go Warlock. And that's a lot coming from me personally because Warlock is one of my least favorite classes in the game. Uh, just. I. I hate. Priest. This is not something that has been a hidden aspect of me, especially Control Priest. And this, this expansion is Heavy Control Priest. They may have left in the Shadow Priest cards, but they didn't add to it even a little bit. So I, anything that I can do to kick Priest while it's down and make sure that it stays down, <laughs> uh, I'm going to do so. So I'm also voting for Warlock here, which, to its credit, I think is really fun. I think that the legendaries that they got, Symphony of Sins is genuinely a very strong card. I think Rin Orchestrator of Doom is just very fun. And I'm sure that there's a way to play that in a really dumb way. I think Void Virtuoso is an absolute delight. And I think that the way that they're handling fatigue, I think, is very good. So I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty all in on Warlock this expansion. I think it's gonna be great. And so that's two one, because uh, <laughs> Tito, much to our dismay, uh, voted for Priest. I think yeah I appreciate that Tito voted for me on Warrior versus Demon Hunter. I think that's the only one that he has won outside of the all voting for Death Knights. <laughs> so I'm curious to see how that one continues on. So, uh, next match is three seed versus the six seed Paladin versus Demon Hunter. Uh, I'm going to have to go, uh, Demon Hunter. Like I, I love Paladin. It's a class that will always have a special uh, place in my heart for a be- containing mm-hmm. the first legendary I've ever had to craft, uh, when I started playing Hearthstone. Um, I just think Demon Hunter is going to be doing demon hunter things and just being a little a little too strong for what it's for what it is. I one I hate disco. There are two genres of music that I do not like and it is disco and jazz. So I'm all in on eliminating those two genres just as quickly as physically possible. And it's not that the flavor's bad. Flavor's great. I love Paladin as Disco. I think that the cards are very delightful. I just don't think Disco should be heard by human ears anymore, and as a result, I, I'd like to get it out. I will also say that Paladin, while it has some fun cards, they're not the kind of cards I like to play. Mm-hmm. They are so very control, and I am going to hate a Noyo Troop. Yeah. More than any card in Hearthstone out of this expansion. I am just going to get so very frustrated you put that and throw a zilliax yep. on it and i'm just gonna concede that game yep, that's uh yeah because we're both mid-rangey aggro boys right this is yeah. correct yes so i think demon hunter isn't going down swinging just yet i think it's moving on i think so too and poor tito voted for pally poor tito not here to defend his picks and losing every single one <laughs> so that brings us to uh Druid versus Rogue, the seven seed versus the two seed. Uh, I think Rogue is fun, um, but I very much hate losing to Rogue. It is the second most painful class for me <laughs> to lose to. Uh, so out uh-huh. of pure spite and nothing else, I am voting for Druid. I I think it's very interesting. Uh, Tito has gone with Rogue here, so I am the deciding factor. Now, Druid, we've talked about this. I love Groovy Cat. 
I love Groovy Cat. Rogue, it's got Bounce Around featuring Corona. And I think that card on its own is very, 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 very fun. And there are some cards with Rogue that I just think are a delight and a half. And I mentioned this a little bit earlier when I was talking about uh, kind of some mage cards or specifically Demon Hunter, I think is what it was. But to me, this expansion feels like Rogue for Rogue, which is very heady. But Rogue to me at its core is playing a bunch of cards, bouncing them back and forth, playing even more cards and doing cool things with them that have like very high burst potential with Rogue. And all of these cards lend themselves to that, whether it's Beatboxer, which is combo deal four damage randomly among all enemies. Bounce around. Everything gets back to your hand. How how does a uh, one mana um, what Astalor sound? Seems pretty good to me, yeah. if I was to say. Uh, and now Brand's gone, so you can't do that obscene combo, which would feel pretty gross. But there's just a lot of fun things that you can do with Rogue, and so I'm a big fan of it. Which is why, even though I love Groovy Cat, even though I love Drum Circle, even though I love Timber Tambourine, I'm going to go with Rogue here. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for Rogue. So that is my first L of the bracket. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then mm-hmm. that leads us back up to the top of the bracket of uh, Death Knight versus Warlock. Um, Flavor-wise, I would say... It's close. It's really close. I like the flavor of Warlock just a little bit more than I like the flavor of Death Knight. I do think Heavy Metal is amazing, and I'm glad that it's a a represented uh, genre of music here. Um, But I just think Death Knight is just still, it's just going to be good. They're not, it's good now, and they're only gaining cards. Um, So. I, I think from a pure power level, you're probably right. But, but, Warlock went in a very new direction. Really and they, they've they never done Fatigue quite this way before. They've kind of hinted at it. They've done other cards like Agony that put Fatigue into your opponent's deck. They've done things of like when you run out of cards, you get this effect. So there are similar things. But this specific is so unique, and my mind is running with Jailer plus whatever plus Void Virtuoso, and you're just immune from your own fatigue damage. And there's there's so many, I think, cool combos that can be happening from it that I'm I'm very stoked. Now, the problem, the problem we've run into is that all of Tito's votes have now died, so, so we no longer have Tito's votes to run by. I, I will say with this one... Um, I actually forgot about Warlock's new gimmick. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I like that so much more. So are you changing I your am. vote? I'm changing my vote. <laughs> I had my ballot filled out. I tossed it into the shredder and I've put in a new one. Yeah. 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 Love to see it. Love to see it. So Warlock making it to the championships. Uh, next would be. Uh, Demon Hunter versus Rogue. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I look. Like, let me talk. Let me talk out my my thought process here. Demon Hunter. Demon Hunter is is my favorite flavor of any set. Not necessarily mechanics of any set, but favorite flavor. I have waited so long, so long, for emo to be represented in Hearthstone and there's no better class in the world than to represent it than Demon Hunter. It is phenomenal from a flavor perspective an absolute win. The fact that they were just like, "You know what? We're not going to we're not going to code it. It's going down swinging." One of the most famous emo mm-hmm. songs of all time. Shout out to Fallout Boy. And every aspect about it is great whether it's Instrument Smasher, whether it is Rush the Stage, Security, whether it's Taste of Chaos with the way that the art is drawn. Every aspect about it is just phenomenal. On the other hand, we've got Rogue. And Rogue has, I think, some of the best cards that I've ever seen as far as, like, fun Mm -hmm. to play. MC Blaintron, I think, is such a fun design. The ability to give yourself a small weapon, but more importantly, give your opponent a cursed blade is 
wild. And where Rogue lives on doing ping damage here and there, and I mentioned that they do a lot of burst damage, but that burst damage often comes in just frequent small bursts in a single turn. And so we add this plus Ghastly Strike, and all of a sudden you're pinging for two, and that's that's significant upgrades. And so I love the design of that card. I love Breakdance, Return of Friendly Minion to your hand, summon a dancer with its stats in Rush. I think that is one of my favorite cards that they've ever printed for Rogue. I think that's such an iconic class style card. And I I don't know my answer still. I talked it out and I still don't know what I want. Uh, I put all my dice uh, in the living room because um, I was going to roll for it. Uh, oh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. as as you do. Um, but uh, I think flavor wise, rogue for me. As much as I hate to vote for one of the classes, I absolutely hate losing to. Yeah, I do like how you did vote for druid in the last one as an anti rogue, and now you're like, oh, but wait a second, wait a second, maybe my mind has changed. Yeah, life's all about changes, man. That's a good point, and sometimes when you learn information, you should adapt and reach a new conclusion. I, I, I think my my end vote is gonna be Demon Hunter because I'm gonna go down swinging if I need to, and I think. Do you have a dice nearby? Doc? Uh, yeah, it'll take me just like ten seconds. Okay, while Doc is going to get a dice, I will attempt to to vamp. I I want to mention just how much I love so many aspects about the the Demon Hunter cards. And in case you've you've never known, uh, uh, some of my favorite flavor texts of Demon Hunter is how Vera Dark Raven is. You know, someone's cool when their name sounds like a font. An absolute delight. An absolute delight. That is very good. How going down swinging flavor text is how Vera was outcast from Gilneas from be, for being too edgy, which she sees as an achievement. What a beautiful emo! What a beautiful, lovely emo! It's very good, Doc. You have returned. Okay, so uh, do you want Rogue to be evens or odds? Demon Hunter or the odd man out? They should be odd. Okay. Rolling a d20 for uh, the listeners. Yep, yep. Nat 1. That is a nat 1. That is the perfect way the Demon Hunter gets to the championship, baby. Let's go! (laughs) Okay, so that means the championship is Death Knight versus Demon Hunter. Uh, I believe it is Warlock versus Demon Hunter. Yes, that's right, because I changed changed my vote. (laughs) Yeah, that... Oh, delightful, delightful. Uh, this is a tough one. This is just a saltwater toughie. I, I, Demon Hunter has made an incredible run. Going from a play-in spot all the way to the championship, you love to see it. You love to see that storyline. Yes, you do. Uh, they've, they've put in a lot of work, Daniel. Um, yeah. And... They trained really hard. They they had to t- hold so much sadness uh, in their hearts and their minds. Uh, yeah. Where Warlock, they were one of the favorites. They didn't have to work that hard. They got a they got a free sure. pass in the in the first round compared to most of the other classes. Uh, yep. But they do do a fun thing. But for they do do a fun thing. The sad, edgy boys, boys and gals. My my heart rests with Demon Hunter. I feel, I feel like this is as tough a choice as the decision of Solomon in the Bible of of what do I do? Do I chop this baby in half? Do I do I give it to one? Do I what do I do, Doc? What do I do? I love this baby. I but but Warlock, but Warlock has such a fun mechanic. Fatigue is delightful, and I think fatigue is going to be a very strong deck. I think that there's going to be some combos that are going to be just very very fun to play. You're right, but you know what? At the end of the day, Demon Hunter got here by rolling a nat one. There's nothing more perfect than that. You gotta love the story. Demon Hunter rising to the top. 
I'm going with Demon Hunter. Tito also votes with Demon Hunter. And that is a perfect 3-0 sweep for Demon Hunter to take it all. Let's go. Emos for life, baby. Mom, it was not a Boy, phase. Boy, howdy. You love to say it. Let's panic. And now we can disco. <laughs> so, Daniel, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for participating uh, in this lovely bracket that Tito had made for us. Uh, if people want to find you, where can they find you? You can follow me. I'm at StormRage23, Rage spelled R-A-I-G-E on Twitter. It's also uh, my Twitch, twitch.tv slash StormRage23. If you want to follow my one of my podcasts, you can follow Blizzlet at Blizzlet on Twitter or at Squelchcast is the other podcast that I am on. Both are, are delights and are available in your podcatcher if you just look for them, Blizzlet Hearthstone or Squelch, another Hearthstone podcast. Wonderful. Uh, for myself, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at Doc McButt and here at Bread and Butter. Uh, if you want to email the show, you can email the show at Bread and Butter uh, HS at gmail.com. Uh, Daniel, do you have anyone you want to shout out tonight? Uh, I, I want to give a shout out to Alkali Lake for forcing me to do a rap. Because I was so very confident that that tweet would not re reach 100 likes. And then she was like, oh, ha, ha, that's <laughs> cute. And made me do it. And so while it's probably something that I won't, won't do again, to my knowledge, unless, like, the video blows up, and then maybe, who's to say, if it gets 100 views, then maybe I'll consider doing another one. But that doesn't seem to be, doesn't seem to be likely. So uh, shout out to Alkali Lake for, for helping promote different, different types of content within the Hearthstone creation space. Awesome. And uh, myself, Daniel, uh, want to thank you for being on the show. Um, it's been it's been fun. And like you're you're one of my best buds. So getting you on here mm -hmm. was an eventuality. Um, yeah, I'm glad that it happened now. Uh, kind of sorry that it took so long. Um, but I'm glad it happened when it did, because we got to talk about your rap and Yay. touch on some uh, fun stuff. And it happened after got to see you after a long time of not seeing you. Um, and yeah, I think that's it, everyone. I think we're toast. Okay, fantastic. Thanks for thanks for having me. It's been yeah. a blast. I really appreciate You're welcome, it, Daniel. It was so much fun. Bye. Right. Goodbye. Slide two brothers meet one another when they slide up to the mic. It's bread and butter with one another. Let's start up that recording light. <laughs> <laughs>